Welcome to 68 Shining Moments presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Today, we catch up with Jai Lewis and Tony Skin from George Mason's incredible 2006 Final Four team. All right, Jeff Goodman here with uh, George Mason, former uh, Cinderella Stories, Tony Skin and, and Jai Lewis. And guys, thanks for joining me. Uh, 15 years, 15 years. You guys still look pretty good. 15 years, uh, you know, hasn't aged you too much. Now, I appreciate you having us uh, having us on, Jeff, but yeah, 15 years. seems like it was just about six or seven years ago. We getting up there. Yeah, we, so we, we definitely uh, aging. Uh, it definitely feels like it was just yesterday, too, though. What, what's what's the memory? I'll start with the easy one. What's the memory that that sticks out the most about that that run back in 2006? Uh, man, that's a, that's a tough, that's a tough one right there. I mean, just cause we had so many different memories. Um, but I definitely, I would say just that last, I guess you could say the last three weeks of, um, our senior year, us, obviously we were, you know, we were seniors, myself, Jai and Lamar and just the fanfare and just the, uh, the campus and how it came alive during that run. That was probably the biggest memory that I have just because again, when you're not a big time school, or big time state school, you almost forget how big your school is. We were a commuter school that, you know, had about 30,000 plus students. And when you think of those numbers, you think it's a pretty big school, but it didn't feel like it, um, you know, through those years before the final four. And then you go to the final four and it's like, man, I didn't realize we had this many fans. And, you know, they obviously supported us through that run. So just thinking about just our day to day on campus, you know, getting from class to class um, after the first two rounds of coming back and forth home, it was just, um, you know, it was definitely, you know, a different vibe on campus. John, take take me back. So you guys lose to Hofstra in the CAA semis. And you're watching the, the selection show as a group. Like, are you thinking at that point it could go either way? Like, we may be in, we may not be in? Yeah, we, we definitely uh, knew that can go either way. But just the way we played all year and our stats as far as, you know, holding teams to a certain amount of points per game, our three-point defensive percentage, we was all ranked, I want to say, like top 10 in the country. Or, 10, yeah. So, you know, we knew that we could compete. Um, it was tough losing to Hofstra twice in 10 days. That was like one strike against us because they was also in the bubble. Um, but we just had confidence in ourselves. That's one thing I want to say all year that – we had was confidence, the ultimate confidence. So, Tony, when, when you're watching the deal, and yours was a little bit different, we'll get into it in a second, but <laughs> um, you hear your name called, and, and you hear you're playing Michigan State of all teams. I mean, you knew if you were getting in, you were going to play somebody good, but what, right. what's your reaction as somebody that – at that point, you knew you weren't going to play in that game, correct? Yeah, yeah. I was fighting. I was fighting two battles. Um, you know, obviously, the first battle for me was just, you know, we had worked, like Josh said, we had worked so hard through the course of the year. We were a top 25 team. Um, and despite us, you know, obviously falling short to Hofstra, I thought that we deserved um, to be in the tournament. But, you know, the NCAA, you know, they, they take different things into consideration. And obviously, with me being suspended, um, I knew that that was going to have a part in their decision. So for me, the biggest thing was, man, listen, I, I know I made a mistake, but don't punish my team. Don't punish Coach L and the staff. And so it was just a big, big sigh of relief for me. Like, I, di I didn't care if I wasn't playing or not. As long as we were there um, and I was a part of it, that's all I cared about. Um, and so hearing George Mason being called, man, I, you know, 
I still feel like I'm sitting between Coachell and his wife right now during this interview. So it was a big, it was just a big, um, you know, big sigh of relief for me just hearing George Mason knowing that we were going to be playing um, and have a chance to compete in what, you know, at, at the end of the day, which is why we go to school for to play in a national tournament. So. So you get the, the 11 seed and Jai, you're, you're banged up, right? You're banged up going into this thing. Uh, foot injury. What was it? Foot ankle. Uh, I had bad ankles all year. It was like it was like every game I would roll with either my left ankle. If I roll my left ankle one game, I'm rolling my right ankle the next game. That's because that's because Jai loved. It. A lot of people don't know this, but Jai is a big, big, big time shoe guy. I thought I was a shoe guy. Jai's a big, big time shoe guy, and Jai wanted to play in the fanciest kick. So that's. <laughs> That's a little. That's a little down for y'all, man. He always wanted to play in something he should have probably not been playing in. <laughs> y'all follow suit. Whatever I played in, y'all played in too. Yeah, I, I listen. I won't. I will not second guess that. <laughs> so how did you yeah, get healthy? I, yeah. I, how did I get healthy? Yeah. Or were you not healthy? No, I, I wasn't healthy when we played Hofstra in the semifinals. I could barely walk during shoot around. Really? I I could barely walk from the hotel to the bus to the bus to the into the to the gym to shoot around it got to the point where I couldn't even, like I couldn't participate in shoot around uh Debbie didn't know if I was going to play uh when I got taped up for when I got taped up for the game for the semifinal game against Austria I had to get like you know how football players get spat they get the tape outside their shoe I was also, my ankle was taped. I had to fight to put my foot in the shoe. It almost came to the point where we were about to cut my shoe. Really? But like Tom said, I'm a shoe guy. You're not cutting my shoes. <laughs> so I, I had to force my foot in there. Then she spat my, you know, spat my shoe. So I was really messed up that game. Shout out to shout out to Miss shout out to Miss Debbie Corbato, man. She's the you sure. know the best athletic trainer that's ever been created. You didn't sure. you didn't have a shoe deal like everybody else where you could. Uh, you get unlimited amount of shoes. That that wasn't the deal at George Mason until you guys went to the final four. That definitely four. wasn't the deal. Definitely wasn't the deal, but we made it work though. <laughs> so all right, so you beat you beat Michigan State pretty, I mean, pretty well. Like beat them. Tony, you're sitting there watching this thing. Uh, then you get Carolina uh, with Psycho T with with, with Hansborough going into that game. What are you thinking? I mean, did you have that confidence? Tony's coming back, Jai. Um, you, you got past Michigan State. What what are you thinking going into that Carolina game? Are you intimidated at all? No, I think I think that's the one thing that people just fail to realize about this team is that that the word intimidation really didn't exist for us. Um, we're all inner city kids that see this type of competition, not just through the year but through the summers. Um, and so these guys, this wasn't our first time facing some of these guys. Um, and again, when you're a top twenty five team, you know that's played pretty consistently um, through the course of the year, like we did. I don't think it really mattered. Um, and when you knock off a of Michigan State at that point, it doesn't it doesn't matter who you're playing against. You're just going to obviously prepare like the way you normally prepare as far as your own team and going into that game. I mean, we got down as much as 16 points and that didn't frazzle, you know, frazzle us at, at all when we were able to come back and, you know, obviously get that win. Jai, what was it like going up against Hansborough? Um, I just knew going into the game, like he played really – like out of control, kinda, and I think that was his best gift is playing out of control. And I think Will did a great job making him play under control, which he wasn't able to, you know, do the things he normally do. So I think that was a big key going against Hansborough, making him play controlled and play slow down. 
Uh, it seemed like one point in the game he got kind of frustrated, especially after Gabe blocked his shot. Uh, really couldn't do much during the game. So then, then you get Wichita, Sweet 16, and everybody's going crazy at this point, right? I mean, you're the 11 seed. Everybody loves the Cinderella story, right? I mean, they love it. So they're grabbing onto you guys, um, right? One of you guys was on the cover. Who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated? Lamar. That was Lamar. Lamar, Lamar right. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. So, like, has it blown up at this point when you get back in between uh, before your Sweet 16 game against Wichita? Has it completely gone off the rails? Yeah, I, I, no, go ahead, go ahead, uh, what we call jumping after this after we beat North Carolina. Um, it took a while to get to class, you know, meeting in the Johnson Center where the student center where you get your food and stuff like that. I think that was probably my worst mistake is going into the Johnson Center during the tournament because I was getting stuck inside there instead of making it to class. But it was all good. You know, we showed all the support that we had, not only on campus, but, you know, we had people from who didn't even go to Mason, come on campus and show support. And, and, and did you go? Did you go to every class, guys? In between, honestly, tell me, did you blow off any classes? Yeah, I, I got the most of our classes. I got the most of our classes. Yeah, I, I, you know, I had Coach Caputo following me to class, so I made my way to class. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we both know if, if Caputo is following you, you can you can get past him pretty easy. Yeah, he's not, nah, he's we, not catching you if you want if you want to shake him. No, nah, for sure, for sure. No, nah, but it was uh like Josh said, campus was crazy and you know the Johnson Center, which would have been just like a normal, you know, five to ten transition to class was more like a 30, 45 transition to class. And you know, we we, we made new friends for sure. Before we continue that interview, I have to let you guys know that it's that time of year again. We waited two years for this moment, and it's finally here. March's biggest tournament is back. Gonzaga is getting ready to run the table. Slippers are being fit as we speak. And our partners at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, are putting our listeners at the center of the action. How? If you bet $4 on an underdog in a select game this week, and that underdog wins, you win $256. That's right, $256. Here's how it works. Download the app now and use the promo code FIELD68 when you sign up. Scroll through the list of select underdogs, bet $4 on them to win, and cash $256 when they do. There's no better way for you to put your college hoops knowledge to use than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's safe. It's secure. It's reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So remember, the code is FIELD68. That's FIELD68 to turn $4 into $256. For a limited time only, must be 21 years or older. Restrictions apply. Go to DraftKings.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So you go in, you got Sweet 16, you got it around the corner. Like, it couldn't have worked out better, right? And you're Absolutely. playing a team that you had already beaten in Wichita and the Bracket Busters, uh, right? You beat them at the Roundhouse. So, like, again, not that you, you would ever be intimidated. You already said that. But in this one, I'm assuming you're going in with, like, major league confidence, aren't you, Jai? Yeah, we're definitely confident. I say this might be the one game out of the, the games that we played that we – 
we was the most relaxed knowing that we actually played them and beat them. Of course, we played against Michigan State before the prior year. I want to say going into the tournament, that's probably our third time playing them uh, as far as me, Tony, and Lamar. And we are also have played North Carolina before at North Carolina. But just knowing the fact that we went to Wichita State, played in a tough arena, tough crowd, <clears throat> tough game, won that game and was able to become into the top 25, we already knew that we had kind of like, I want to say they heart a little bit because they were a little nervous about how they was going to defend defend us. But I think we went in there over overconfident and wasn't really too worried about Wichita State. That may be the one game where we were a little bit relaxed, more relaxed than Tony, what's a good story going into the Sweet 16? You know, you got all the media stuff. You got the buildup, the hype. Give me give me a good, like, behind-the-scenes story if there was anything I got, that week. I got one for you. And, Jai, you got to help me out because you were my roommate. Um, my haircut, my my sneaking out for the haircut. Um, was that before UConn or was that Wichita? I want to say that was before the UConn game. No, because I think he, he put he put me back in the starting lineup against Wichita, though. Or yeah. was it UConn? It was Wichita. You started Wichita. Yeah, so, you know, obviously, you know, it was a home game for us, Jeff. You know, the Verizon Center is right around the corner from campus. Um, obviously, I'm a Washingtonian, so literally from the Pentagon to where my guy that cuts my hair is probably like a 13-minute ride. And so I needed a haircut. <laughs> and I got out just in time before uh, before curfew. And I remember Jack calling me like, yo, the check of rooms, man, you, you, you got to get back over here. And so I, I don't even remember if I got the haircut, but uh, long story short, I had to bust a U-turn and just get back on campus. And I got back in, in, in the room just in time before I was eventually taken back out the starting lineup for leaving, <laughs> for leaving the hotel. So that's a, that's a backstory. I didn't know that. You no, know I'm saying? No, 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 no. Oh, you would have. To, to avoid that. You would have. Yeah, I, was, right, I, was right. trying to, I was trying to work my way back into the starting five, man. So haircut wasn't that important. Right. Oh, well, probably back then it was. Right? <laughs> no, nah, it, it wasn't that important. Obviously, again, like you said, you know, going into a situation where we're playing at home um, and having an opportunity to do something special. I mean, once we got back um, from that second round and we knew we had Wichita State with not just as much pressure, but just starting to have the conversation of if we win one or two more games, it's the final four. Um, I just think, you know, everybody knew what was at stake. And even though I tried to get a chop, you know, I, I was fine with no safe up playing against UConn. All right. So then then you got you got UConn with the final four on, on the line. And everybody's like, all right, this is a, a fun, this was a fun ride, right? Like I'm sure I was thinking that at the time. This is a hell of a ride, a great Cinderella story, but this is where it ends. Like there's no way uh, you guys are going to beat mighty UConn, right? Rudy Gay, they're big, they're long. Hilton Armstrong, Josh Boone, two long dudes that, you know, were highly recruited, all this stuff. What are you guys thinking? Because you're reading this stuff, right? I mean, you're reading it and you know nobody's giving you a chance. Yeah, we're, yeah. Reading, we're hearing all the comments about how they don't know who we are, which a lot of us knew that they actually did know who we were because we played with them. We're kind of like, you know, the DMV, Baltimore area. Summertime, you're definitely going to play against these guys. So, you know, for them to say those things that they didn't know who we were, who we were kind of put like a little fire underneath us and gave us that little, little extra oomph to go out there and play the way we wanted to play and needed to play to come out with the win. What was that game like, Tony? What was that game? Kind of go go through it 
for me a little <laughs> bit because again, like down the stretch, it got uh, it certainly there was plenty of drama. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like, like, um, you know, I just remember Coachell saying one thing, and I still use this, you know, to this day. Sometimes, you know, they were playing with so much more pressure than we were at yeah. that point. We had gotten so far where it's, you know, we had done beyond what everybody in the world would think we would do as a mid-major program. Um, and going into that game, I just remember us just, you know, we still had that same confidence. And it, again, it didn't matter if it was the 96 Chicago Bulls. Uh, we knew who we were as a team. And we just knew that at this point, we're not playing with any pressure. And so every possession, every time out, you just started to kind of feel that UConn was starting to feel that pressure a little bit. Um, and it just got down to the stretch where, you know, Again, we were such a balanced team, you know, myself and Jai, I don't know, maybe 14, 15 a game, but then you had some of the younger guys who also, you know, double-digit guys. So it didn't matter if you took the, if you took Jai out of his game or if you took me out of the game, you still had guys that were going to step up. And I just remember, you know, getting down and then all of a sudden, you know, following steps up, Will steps up and, you know, you're looking at the, you know, at the clock and you're looking around the arena, which felt like the whole home game with 17, 18,000 people wearing yellow. You felt the comfort zone. Um, and I just remember, you know, obviously getting down to the stretch. I missed the free throw that sent it into overtime. That was the longest walk back to the bench. Um, but, you know, another extra five minutes that day, we were just a better team. Yeah, there was like five, right, five seconds left. Didn't you miss the, the free throw? Yeah, and missed Denim the free Brown. Throw. I Brown was there goes for that down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that game, honestly, I've seen a lot of tournament games in my in my day. That's up there. I mean, that is up there with, with the best I've ever seen because you have the crowd, you have the absolute, the thought of David versus Goliath, right? That's what, yeah. it, that's what it was. I mean, that's what it was built out to be right. and, and, and the way it ended. I mean, again, the drama, um, you know, going into overtime. And then how, how nervous were you, John, like at the end even of, of, of overtime, they had another shot to win it. Uh, going into overtime, I don't think, we was nervous at all. If you can, uh, if you can look back at the game when we're walking to the jump ball for overtime to start for overtime, you can see like we're already out there ready to go, ready to ready for the ball to go up, and they're still trying to figure out what they're going to do going into overtime. So it was like we're prepared to go another five if needed be. And when that last shot went up in the overtime, I was underneath the basket, so I could see the trajectory of the ball and seeing if it was good or if it was off. It just had that one little centimeter to be off that I knew that it wasn't going in, and I was already celebrating. Tony, you got to go? You're on mute. You're on mute. Yeah, all these guys are in the gym a little extra early, so it's starting yeah. to get a little noisy in here. All right, give me 30 more seconds to wrap it. Give me 30 okay. seconds to wrap it. All right. Okay. All right. Um, all right, give, give me, uh, again, when, when you guys uh, beat UConn to get to the Final Four, give me kind of what it's like at that point, guys. What What is it like in the locker room after? And, and then, obviously, uh, everything that you'd accomplished to get there. It's crazy. You know, we – just won the championship for our, our region. So, you know, we're excited, excited about that. The fact that we beat the number one team in the country, the number one ranked, number one seeded team in the tournament. Um, we felt like we couldn't be stopped at that time. Partying? Like, were you able to enjoy <laughs> it after, Giles? Like, were you able to enjoy 
you know, the, the lead up to the final four, what, what was it all like? Like, how do you describe that week? Was it just a whirlwind? I mean, it started right after we got back on the campus after the UConn game. It was like Tony said, it's like 30 to 40,000 people that go to our school. You know, we're really a commuter school, but when we're coming back on the campus, you see all these cars lined up around campus. Uh, when we're walking into the gym, it's 10,000 people in our gym already just waiting for us to come in. I mean, it, it started from there, then all week until the, till we left for the Final Four. You know, we got cameras on campus. I think following, maybe Tony might have had a camera that they had to document carrying around campus everywhere they went. So, you know, it was, it was crazy. It was a lot of media, a lot of people coming up. So it was really interesting that we get in the class. <laughs> the coolest yeah, thing? The coolest thing that happened to you, Tony? Like, what was it through through all of it? Like, somebody reaching out to you that that you'll never forget or, or just a moment? Um, I mean, obviously, I just think overall, you know, especially for a mid-major program, just winning at that level just is so hard. And when you have a chance to win multiple games and, you know, make a run at the national cha- championship, um, it's definitely a blessing. And as a as a six foot guard, the opportunities opportunities that it gives you is definitely something that um, you know it's undeniable. Having a chance to play in Portsmouth, um, having a chance to work out with several you know NBA teams before pre draft, thinking that you might get your name called. These opportunities wouldn't have happened if we didn't make that type of a run. So it's definitely, um, I would say, that's probably the biggest, um, just my biggest memory having the opportunities that came after. And obviously, the stuff that happens on campus and you know, feeling like rock stars and stuff like that is definitely a memory. But, you know, it, it's it, it's safe to say I might not even be doing this interview with you if we don't make that type of a run. Yeah, I mean, you feel that way too, John? Like your life completely changed because of it? Yeah, I definitely got some some opportunities from making, from our tournament run. Um, and then we're in the history books for the rest of our lives. until yeah, another for sure. Which, which, sure. Which I don't see happening. Not coming – not the way we did it, at least. Not being 11 seed, playing against four, playing against four of the previous national champions. You know, we probably had the toughest road out of anybody in any bracket that year. So, you know, we're set in stone. Why? Why do you think you guys were able to do it, Tony? What What was it about that? Well, team I, I'm gonna first? say, I'm gonna say like this. I've been a part of some pretty good teams. Been part of uh, an Olympic team with Team Nigeria. You know, some really good teams professionally. I would say the core of guys that we have, we just had a very, very tight bond on and off the court. And I know that's something that it sounds cliche, but there's a reason why, you know, we have a group chat now of, you know, 10 or 12 guys that were part of that team. And literally there's like hundreds of text messages that's being traded back and forth every day. Um, And so I'd say you just just don't always have that type of a unity. And we had that. um, We had that. We went through some, you know, some failures as, as, as underclassmen, as a junior year, that very same team who only won 15 or 16 games committed and sacrificed and came back that following year. And everybody just kind of put aside um, just like their own self and sacrifice something, myself included, Jai included. And once we started winning and buying into that, and we like, all of a sudden we're a top 25 team. It's like, you're not, you're not going to go against the grain. Um, and so I would just say just the sacrifice from, you know, the first guy all the way to the last guy on the bench, the sacrifice that we made, um, that's what made us a special team. Cause you don't always get that type of a dynamic. Well, listen, I, I appreciate you guys jumping on. I know, I know Tony's got a hit practice here in a minute, so I don't want, I don't need 
Willard calling me later yelling at me. Um, <laughs> I really yet. appreciate it, guys. 